sis. Welcome to Her Revelation, a podcast for millennial women to celebrate their love for Christ, sisterhood, and new revelations. If you're not a millennial woman, no worries. Feel free to join us. Your voice is just as important to our sisterhood. Now, let's get started for Millennial Talk Monday. Hi, guys. How are you? So this is going to be a start of a new series. I am super excited, guys. I have been wanting to do this for so long, and I have been wanting to go ahead and have this launch, but I had to listen to the spirit, and I can't just launch things whenever I want to. So I know that you guys were like, probably like, what in the world happened? Because we were having every Friday and every Monday, and Sometimes I was having some issues with my schedule, so it was not allowing me to do my lives like I used to, so or like I wanted to. So what we had to do was take a, a break. We had to go and seek God again and get some answers. And so it's just easier for me. Um, and forgive me because I just opened some pair of earrings, so you're going to see like jewelry and stuff back there. Um, but um, yeah, so... I had to really um, step back and ask God to give me some understanding of what it is that I am supposed to do. So I had to take a break so that I could be sure that I'm giving you guys exactly what he wanted me to give. And so I'm sorry that I had to take an impromptu um, time sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. But I needed some time because I knew this is what God called me to do. It's just it wasn't happening in the way that I wanted. I never wanted to be in a situation where I couldn't provide you what I felt like I needed to in the time that I needed to. But with work, with family, with me being married, newly married, um, I don't even know if I can call myself newly married, but it's, it's fresh. It's two years. Um, so, yeah, we had those situations which caused us um to have to make some adjustments with my schedule. So um, with that being said, we came up with a new plan and I like this plan and it's working. Um, so I just thank God and I'll of course have to maneuver things uh, around, but I just wanted to kind of clear that up because I didn't want you guys thinking that I just stopped and that's not what I want to do is start a project and stop it, especially when it's dealing with God because I love God and I know that he has a calling um, for not just me, but for you guys. And this is really important for me because I know there's a lot of calling um, on all of us in this generation. And I just want us as women not to be too fearful because of what we are around, what generation we are around. And I just wanted us to have a safe haven where we could feel comfortable to talk to one another and grow together. It's just that important to me that we have that. Um, so that's why um, her revelation is created. And if you're new to her revelations, welcome. I hope that you guys enjoy it. But her revelations is a, um, I don't even want to just call it a Bible study. It is a, a a website or a podcast that allows you to communicate with other uh, women of God and to kind of nourish your belief and to 
grow in Christ and we're growing together because I'm not where I want to be, but God knows I'm a lot further than what I, where I used to be. And this is a safe haven for millennial women to come together and grow in Christ and just have a safe, a safe place, you know, because we have those moments where we're weak. We have those moments where we doubt. We have those moments where we just don't know. And so it's my uh, goal here to have a place where we can do that together and that we can just learn because not everybody is on a particular spiritual level. And I think that when people think of Christians, they think of us as all just having it all together. And that's just not it. We have to pray. We have to seek God. We have to learn. And sometimes it's not easy just going to a seasoned person and asking them, oh, well, what is this? What is that? Because sometimes they kind of think that you should be in a certain place where you should know. And there is definitely a time where you have to go and seek God and ask God to give you understanding because there are just some things that even what I say or anybody else, a guest here or anybody will say that you may just not understand. So it is imperative that you seek God for yourself and get understanding as well. But guys, I am so excited about what's in store here. So what's in store is that we're going to have a series from Revelations. I know some people are afraid to, you know, listen or to to kind of study Revelations. But let me tell you, there is nothing to fear here. Revelations is not just a, a book of the Bible that talks about the anticipated end, but it is also a place where we find the confirmation of God, where we learn that um, John is is isolated on this island. And, and let's not say like there's no other people living there because Potamus is definitely uh, a still an island. It's still available for people to live there. But what it was is that in the Roman Empire, they had exiled John for speaking the gospel and they exiled him to Potamus. And in here in Potamus, we learn that he receives a revelation from Christ. And in this revelation, he is able to witness and be a part of such a beautiful testimony, a beautiful thing that he has to send out and let us know about because we have to get right if we really want to be able to impart in this, um, in this wonderful part of it. So of course, with anything that's beautiful, with anything that's good, there's a little bit of darkness in there, right? So whenever we are coming into ourselves, we have that awkward stage, that awkward stage. When we're young, we have that, that puberty stage, right? Where we got pimples, we don't feel like we look the best. We have that awkward stage in ourselves. But the beautiful thing is that that part of you is still there. And what makes it beautiful is that if you are a woman of God, and even if you're not a woman of God, right? If you were just a, a person that's not there yet, just don't know if, if what where you are in your faith journey, you are beautiful on the outside. But that beauty on the inside, that right there, that makes you distinctly who you are. That right there makes you beautiful than all the other people who just have the purity face with ugly attitudes. And so here we learn that God is separating those people, those with the bad hearts and those with the good hearts, those that want to serve him and those that want to do right. So here we learn about that. So of course, in Revelations, there's some good and there's some bad. But if you are a believer in Christ, do not fear for this is just the confirmation from God of what's to come. So, you know, when you think about Revelations, um, I think of all these 
all these avenues. And I, when I was a teenager, I was scared to, to read Revelations. I am not going to lie to you. Revelations was one of those books of the Bible that I've always heard was about the end of the world. And I just, I knew what it was because of what we learned in church and what the pastor would preach. But what I love about Revelations now is that it gives me a glimpse of myself. And it gives me a glimpse of myself in a way that I can say, okay, this is something I need to work on. This is what I need to do so that I can make it to where I want to make it. So he's giving me a warning. And that's what Christ gives. Christ gives us a choice. God gives us a choice. We don't have to serve him. It is a choice. And so with this, I am so excited about it because even with this choice, I have a way of knowing what I should do. And that's why I wanted to talk about the seven churches. And when you look into Revelations um, in the book of the Bible, I mean, in this book, John makes a quote and he says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Um, so like I said, this book provides understanding. It, it provides comfort to the believer because it instructs us of who we are, whose we are, and how to stand firmly by the instructions of God, by the word of God, because you can't do anything without God. And so he helps us navigate it. So one thing that I was really trying to search is like, what is really revelation? Because when I I'll be honest with you. I've read, I've, I've skimmed through revelations, but when God gave me her revelations, it was like, I really needed to read the book of revelations because I was like, God, her revelations and her revelations is not saying it's my revelation. Her revelation is saying that God will reveal to the women of God what he wants to reveal. That's why it's called her revelation. It's a revelation that God is continuously giving us to the women of God. So her is uses. Her is Mises. Her is your friend, your sister, your mother, anybody. It doesn't, it's not just the millennials. This podcast is, is, it is geared to the millennials, but any woman of any age can listen to it. And it, and it rings true to anybody. God is speaking today, yesterday, and forevermore. He is always speaking. So that's why I wanted to kind of read into Revelations because I'm like, what in the world? Like, what am I missing, God? Why, why, why her revelation? I, I, I just couldn't get it. But when I looked into Webster, Revelation has a definition that says that Revelation is like a divine and supernatural disclosure to humans or something relating to human existence or the world or a surprising and previously unknown fact, especially one that is known in a dramatic way. But I would say that I, I, I kind of researched other uh, definitions that I feel like the most befitting definition is actually from the Bible commentator, Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry says that revelation is defined as those things which could never have been sifted out by the reasoning of human understanding. These deep things from God, whose no man knows, but the spirit of God and those to him he reveals. So... I thought that was befitting. I thought that that was exactly what I needed to understand. So basically what he's saying is humanly, we cannot understand this. But when we seek God and the deep things of God, he reveals things to us. And and this, and I just was like, yeah, that's true. That's exactly what it is to me. Yes, it is Webster's 
definition, but also it's just on a deeper spiritual level because there's just some things you will not get from just you can read. I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience where you read a scripture and you keep reading it and you keep reading it and you keep reading it and it doesn't click. And then you, you see God and you're like, well, God, I need understanding. You know, you're seeking it. And it might not even about the scripture, about something that's going on in your life. And he tells you to go back and you read that scripture. And you're probably like, I've read this scripture. Lord, what in the world are you bringing me here? And he gives you a revelation. He gives you a whole new insight of what the scripture is. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is what this is what it is, God. This is why you brought this into my heart. This is why I've read the scripture over and over again. I should have seeked you for this understanding. And that's what it is. Um, that's entirely what it is. And so what um I wanted to go over with you guys before we like completely dive into the series is um and give me a second, guys, here. Um, okay. Should I do it like this? Yeah, let's do it like that. So what I wanted to first go over with you guys is um, about the author, right? So just the essentials that we're going to learn. We're going to learn about... Uh, John the Apostle, the seven churches. And then um, we'll talk a bit about what got revealed to me in this message and then the promise that we see here. And so, and through all this, and, and the promise part is more of like, what is this promise to you? And what is the promise? Like, you know, I want to hear from you guys about that promise. Um, so, let's introduce the writer. The writer is John the Apostle. John the Apostle is one of the 12 disciples, if you did not know. Um, he is considered the disciple whom Jesus loved the most. Now, we're not trying to say that Jesus didn't love the disciples, okay, because we know that he loved each and every one of us. But, you know, there's just some that we know that God really has uh, have love for. And in this one, we're, we're learning that John was one of those. And we cannot explain why, but um, there's always that one child that, the parents love all their children, right? But this is that one child that might just go a little bit beyond and above and it, and, it, and, it, and it touches the parent a little bit more. But it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Other children, don't be like this. Um, <laughs> John is also the author of the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. So he has written a lot of books within the Bible. Um, John written Revelation, he written Revelation around AD 95. Um, and this is after Christ's death, if you did not know. And um, just so like I said before, the moment in which um, John wrote um, the book of Revelations, it was when uh, the Romans were in this moment of prosecuting the believers of Christ. Um, it's believed that the Roman emperor um, Domitian uh, was actually the one to exile uh, John to Potamus, uh, the island. Um, and in the midst of his exile, again, this is when Jesus Christ instructs him to read the I'm sorry, to write the book of Revelations. Um, and so it was written in the midst of his exile. And so um, the seven churches that we're going to go over here is going to be um, Ephesus, 
Smyrna, Pergamus, uh, Tatera, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Lycidia. And so what we learned, what we're learning is that John was instructed to write these churches. Um, and in this instruction, um, these churches of Asia, the letter, uh, these letters are to give instructions. Um, as he begins to invite, to advise him of the instructions that he was given and the envisions that he had, um, he provides descriptions of what he saw and in details, they learn important details for their lives and for the sake of their um, their churches. Um, and so I want to kind of read that part of Revelations because I think a lot of us miss some key parts when we kind of just move all over the place sometimes. And, I'm, and I don't want to go too far in depth of it, um, but I do kind of just want to go over it because I think that... Um, if you don't read the scripture for yourself, if you don't read this, and I, I really do pray that you guys go and study the book of Revelations, you miss some key things. Um, and so I do want to definitely go over um, some of the scriptures here. Um, so let me just go over um, just from chapter one, and you can guys read the whole book of chapter one, but I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I don't think I should, but I'm going to go from chapter one and I'm going to go from uh, verses nine to verses 20. And that reads, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Potamus. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write it in the book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, and unto Lycidia. And I turned to see the voice that spoke to me, and being turned, I saw seven golden uh, candlesticks. And in the midst of the candlesticks, one like unto the, the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girt about the pabis with a golden gird. So this is, he's saying he sees a candlestick, Basically, and in the midst of the candlestick, he sees uh, Jesus Christ. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes was like a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice like many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of the mouth with a sharp two-edged sword, his accountants was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell to his feet as dead. And he laid his hand upon me, saying unto him, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be there 
hereafter. Sorry, guys. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and seven golden candlesticks. The seven the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So I wanted to read that because that's important to know. We wanted to know why um, he was to write this book, but he wanted to also share to you guys what or share with us, sorry. Uh, he also wanted to share with us how this vision came about, what what happened, like how did it start? And so if you read more, you'll, you'll find out more. But in that instance, I wanted you guys to have that background. He was there, he was, celib he was serving God, he was worshiping God on the Sabbath day. And in that time, he received instructions. And in the, in the instruction, he sees the vision. And in this vision, he points out important details. Remember the details that he points out. He points out that he sees a candlestick, but in the midst of the candlestick, and, and, and I'm doing this so that you guys can envision it. I'm the middle part, and these are the different parts of the candle, right? When we think of like um, Beauty and the Beast, how the candlestick had all these things, these important parts. So he sees a candlestick with seven candles, right? And what he's saying is that in the midst of the seven candles, he sees like the body of Christ in the midst of them. And so what that tells me when I read that and when I learn that is that Christ is essentially um, my limb. I'm, I'm a part of him, right? So these churches are essential because when we are supposed to go out into the ministry, we are like Christ. We're not Christ, but we're like Christ. And when Christ died, he said we would be able to do more than he did because we had the Holy Spirit. And so what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to do like Christ and how we get like Christ is if we're connected to him. We have to stay connected to him. So the candlestick and God being in the midst. Okay. And then he talks about this, uh, we go back and and he talks about um, the mysteries of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand in the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So when I read onto this, there's a whole lot of things that they they have in um, in theory. Um, some people believe that the seven angels. Uh, were actual angels standing guard of the church. Um, some believe that the seven angels were the ministers, the leaders of the church. Um, so it could be either or. Um, so a lot of people think it's more like the pastor of the church. Um, and then you have the um, the seven the, the, the seven candlesticks, which represents the churches. And again, that's the connection between God being in the middle and then connecting to the churches because he's in the midst um, of everything. So I wanted to kind of point that out because we're going to find the more that we read, a lot of those references are going to kind of be coming in and out um, when we're referring to the, the, the scriptures um, moving forward. So I wanted to kind of get that part out of the way just so that we had that already. So I didn't want it to seem like, oh, um, where did that come from? It came from that. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I didn't want it to be um, kind of weird there. Um, I wanted you guys to have a clear background and understanding of um, everything there. So 
Hey lovelies, thank you so much for joining us in our virtual Bible study as we talked about the introduction of Revelations and the beginning of the seven churches. I hope that you guys was able to get a foundation because I just wanted to give you guys a foundation of what was going on in the Rev in what John was being revealed and about the seven churches. So as we dive into it, I pray that you guys are blessed. I thank you guys for joining and I hope that you come back on Friday for our next episode. Thank you.